Hello and welcome to the latest Lancet podcast. Richard Lane with you on Thursday, November the 27th. This week we present the Lancet's Liver Commission, published today, Thursday, November the 27th, and freely available from thelancet.com. This commission documents a public health scandal that is taking place within the United Kingdom, where liver disease is the third most common form of preventable death. Where liver disease mortality, unlike other chronic diseases, is rising, not falling. And where countries within the UK have an appallingly high burden of liver disease compared with neighbouring European countries. We are now going to hear from some of the authors behind the new Lancet Commission, outlining the problems and detailing the required solutions. The audio you are about to hear is from a press conference held in London to launch the new Lancet Commission. We'll hear first from the architect behind the Commission, Professor Roger Williams, Director of the Institute of Hepatology at the Foundation for Liver Research. Also from Dr Nick Sheeran, who is an academic clinician from the University of Southampton and heads up Southampton Hospital's liver unit. We'll also hear from Professor Sir Ian Gilmore, a professor of hepatology and who, with Nick Sheeran, co-founded an umbrella organisation, Alcohol Health Alliance UK, which consists of 27 organisations lobbying for alcohol harm reduction programmes within the United Kingdom. Liver diseases constitutes the third commonest cause of premature death in this country. That means that mortality rates for those uh, less than 65 years of age have increased by almost 500% since the 1970s. Liver disease escalating in terms of mortality rates, other chronic diseases falling. England is one of the few countries in Europe where the prevalence of liver disease has increased rather than fallen over the past three decades. And that's a terrible reflection on the UK. Deaths, and I emphasise deaths, will continue to rise until there are radical improvements in the treatment services. And Richard touched on some of the recommendations that are given in the Commission's service. The next slide, if you could just flash that up, is the report of CPOD, Confidential Inquiry Report, on an audit that they carried out on deaths from alcoholic liver disease in hospitals. They surveyed a whole group of hospitals, went through the notes, and came up with these figures. And they're pretty horrendous, where they certainly are to me as a physician. In less than 50% of cases, was the care considered reasonable or good. 10% of the deaths were considered to be avoidable. In only 2.9% of the admissions was the patient seen by a consultant hepatologist, in other words, somebody with some expertise, knowledge of the disease, on admission. So these are terrible statistics reflecting the hospital care of patients with advanced liver disease. Public Health England, in a report just recently, drew attention to the fact that areas such as the northwest of England, where there's a high level of social deprivation and there's a correlation between social deprivation and heavy alcohol consumption, have nearly four times as many deaths from liver disease as compared with the southern counties. And there's a real postcode lottery of care 
when you look at how liver disease is dealt with in the hospitals. The early detection of liver disease through the GP's primary care services is virtually non-existent. And I emphasize those terms, non-existent. The GPs know very little about liver disease. They don't particularly want to get involved in liver disease because of the difficulties, funding on all these sort of issues. And yet we know that if liver disease is picked up earlier, then the outcomes are better. So this is an, another very important area that has to be addressed along with the hospital services. Less than a quarter of the estimated 200,000 cases of hepatitis C infection in the country, and that's the order of magnitude, 200,000 cases estimated, less than a quarter of those have been identified, let alone treated. And the numbers of hepatitis B infected subjects of a similar order of magnitude increase each year as a result of immigration. And we know that primary liver cancer, which arises from chronic liver disease, the rates of that cancer are rising inexorably. So these are awful statistics reflecting on the care, diagnosis of patients with liver disease. But there are ways forward. They're set out, as Richard has touched on, in the Commission's report. Lots of recommendations. For, there's a blueprint described uh, for hospital care, which Dr. Mark Hudson has been very involved with, in which we describe the necessity for acute services in every district hospital so that the patients can be properly looked after, and they're linked with 30 specialist centres around the uh, country, equitably distributed. Screening of high-risk individuals in general practice, new diagnostic test uh, techniques, they're all in the Commission's recommendations. And with these measures, if they're implemented, there will be a fall in hospital deaths as well as illness rates. Profound benefits for health, social well-being, economic productivity in the country, and reduced costs for the NHS. The cost I saw recently for obesity-related illness come to 55 billion. And there was a, an article in the newspaper, Telegraph, just the, I think yesterday, saying that the costs of, the, of these lifestyle preventable diseases are as much as we spend on security and the defence forces in the country. But you need a powerful commitment from the UK policymakers if we're going to implement the changes required and the recommendations of this condition. There has to be increased government regulations. It's not sufficient just to pay lip service. And it's the lifestyle issues which we're now going to touch on. Cess alcohol, obesity, viral hepatitis, they account for the majority of illnesses and deaths in this country. And those are all preventable, and we must prevent them. So Ian Gilmore uh, is the, in charge of the Health Alliance, which has done much in terms of uh, alcohol knowledge in this country, and he's doing a double act with Nick Sharon, 
who's Professor of Medicine in Southampton, Hepatology. So these two have worked greatly on the, uh, in, with respect to raising uh, awareness of alcohol in this country and what needs to be done and the important recommendations in the report. Nick's going to do the problems and I'm doing the easy bit, the solutions. I'm a simple soul and I think liver disease essentially comes down to three problems. The first is outlined in figure three in the report which shows you the link between overall liver mortality and alcohol consumption and particularly the consumption of strong alcohols which is what my patients with cirrhosis drink. And the rise of the 500% increase in liver disease has been driven by the rise in consumption of alcohol and that in turn has been driven by changes in the affordability of alcohol. So if we're going to do something to liver mortality overall, then we have to do something about cheap alcohol. The second problem is that 75% of cases of cirrhosis, when they first present to hospital, have not been picked up. Three quarters of liver disease is not being picked up in communities. One of the reasons for that is that GPs don't have access to the technologies to, to detect liver disease. They're still using outdated technologies. They're using blood tests which simply don't work. They think they work, but they don't. They don't pick up liver disease. And the third problem, as Roger has already addressed, is this huge variation in mortality between hospitals. So the, the, the variation between the best and the worst is from 13 to 35% in hospital mortality. Now, if cardiac patients had that sort of variation in mortality, you can bet your bottom dollar Sir Bruce Keogh would have done something about it by now. So those are the three, three, the three key problems. They're all easy to tackle. And I'm going to hand over to, to Ian to tell you what the solutions are. Well, I have got the easy bit because we do have solutions for alcohol. Uh, we know that four out of five liver deaths are due to alcohol. And we know that the death rates from cirrhosis of the liver are tumbling in countries like France, Spain and Italy. But why is it not happening here? Because our politicians will not take it seriously. Alcohol dependence is treated as a lifestyle choice, like Armani jeans, rather than a disease. We leave alcohol to the free market, uh, like soap powder, and sell it for pocket money prices without regulation. In the UK, Children aged 11 to 15 are exposed to more alcohol advertising than their parents. Alcohol is normalised. Every 20 seconds in a major soccer match, there is a visual cue to alcohol that our kids are picking up. Go to Canada, where they've got an effective minimum floor price, price like a minimum unit price for alcohol. They increased that by 10% recently in one province, and Deaths directly caused by alcohol fell by 30% just by that one manoeuvre of putting up price. Scottish politicians have had the nerve to do something, but they're locked in battle in Europe, challenged by the drinks industry. Go to France. There's a complete ban on broadcast advertising of alcohol. Go to France to play soccer, and you'll have to take off your alcohol logo. There's a complete ban on sports sponsorship of events in France, only 22 miles away. When will our politicians have the nerve to do something about this? When will they realise it isn't something that voters are against? A lot of surveys have shown quite a lot of popular support. If communities realise what will make the communities safer for them and their children. There's plenty more detail in the Lancet's Liver Commission itself.
freely available from thelancet.com. In the meantime, thanks for listening and see you next time.